Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for September 1st, 2023. Happy September, everyone, and happy Friday. My name is Sean Tierney from the Automation Blog and School, and this is the show where we talk about what's new and happening in industrial automation. So um, thank you for tuning in. Whether you're tuning in live with us, we're live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, um, or whether you're watching after the fact, which I know most of you are because you're heading to work right now. But in any case, I want to thank you for tuning in nonetheless. Um, with that, let's go ahead and I'll start off today by thanking our sponsor, theautomationschool.com. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or SCADA training, please send them over to theautomationschool.com. With that said, we'll start with our first story here. BNR announcing uh, that that uh, plant expo, they'll be showing off their Codian robot line. This is an acquisition they made back in 2020, and they'll be showing it off. They recently uh, relabeled them, and um, they'll actually be showing it off. Now, one of the claims of fame of the Codian line was that uh, it'll work with any control system. And at uh, PAC Expo, they're going to be showing off working with BNR control systems, obviously. So if you're interested in that and would like to learn more, check out this press release. Uh, from there, we go over to Emerson, congratulating them on a brand new IOLINK Master. They released this IOLINK Master for their, let's see, Adventix Series G3 field bus platform. So I think I got a bigger picture of it here. Let's see if we can get that up, make it a little bit bigger. Kind of looks a little like the SMC stuff behind me. But in any case, congratulations to Emerson on their new IOLINK Master module. From there, we go over to Inductive. Inductive is announcing that they're um, sunsetting their edge onboarding platform. So right now, there are several IPC manufacturers that you can buy Ignition Edge pre-installed on, just so you can buy Ignition pre-installed on. And um, what they're doing here is they've announced they're sunsetting the Edge program, and they're bringing... Uh, uh, many of those IPC companies over into their uh, their regular their other programs. So Opto 22 is joining the Solution Partner Program, and Advanced Tech Moxa on Logics and Unicor. I say on Logics on Logic, and Unicor will join the Alliance Partner Program. So um, that's I don't know. Are any of you guys using Edge? Um, let me know. I'd love to know what you guys are using it for. From there, we go over to an article. You know, I wanted to share this. This is the podcast where I have had Ignition on the show. Uh, actually, Inductive Automation to talk about Ignition. And in this podcast, for those uh, listening, it's 124. In this show, um, I thought Inductive did a great job explaining to us the differences between Ignition, Ignition Edge, and Ignition Maker Edition. So if you want to learn more about Ignition, this is a great place to start. Again, that was podcast 124. From there, we go over the Sincos. I think I'm saying that right. And they're announcing uh, the reveal of their latest, newest line of industrial PCs. Some of their, uh, and monitors too, some of their PCs really have a lot of expansion, like uh, full-blown slots and whatnot. So if you're unhappy with the capabilities of your current IPC uh, uh, provider, you may want to look at Sincos. Um, I've never used them before, but I see they advertise a lot. So I try to cover them with all the IPC manufacturers. Um, from there, we go over to a, a new blog from Rockwell Automation entitled Flexible Production Solves Supply Chain Challenges. And I thought it was a very interesting article, well-written. I enjoyed it. The one thing I had, though, is I had difficulty trying to like figure out which products go with which solution. 
And part of me thought that maybe this is more of a solution cell than a product cell. But in any case, it's a good article if you're interested in Rockwell Solutions and Plant PAX. Um, definitely, you may want to check this article out. From there, we go over to Software Toolbox. They have another article out this week on their top server redundancy communication paths. So if you remember, recently we talked about um, redundancy in top server. And um, in this particular article, they're talking about the communi communication paths. I think previously we talked about device repair redundancy. But in any case, if you're using top server and you need redundancy, check this article out. Uh, ProSoft has a new article out today uh, talking about, hey, if you have leftover OpX dollars and you don't need any more training from the automation school, which, like, who could ever say that, right? Um, then, what are the things you should consider for uh, mod modernization? And then what are some of the risks that you might run into, right? And so I thought it was a good article. And then they don't push their products. They just talk through some of the things to consider doing, some things that are, you know, quick wins and whatnot and then some of the risks of doing certain steps. So in any case, I thought it was an excellent new article from ProSoft. I do want to say a shout out to Vic. Thank him for uh, for resharing uh, a post about his uh, interview with me previously. I'd love to get him back on or somebody from ProSoft on to talk about what they're going to be showing at Automation Fair. As a matter of fact, I'd like to get every vendor who's going to be at Automation Fair to come on the show and talk about the new products. For, you know, for those people who aren't going to be able to make the fair, I hope to make it assuming they don't go uh, crazy with uh, new restrictions, but um, I don't expect to. And I'm, what I'm talking about is like, they don't go crazy with masking and social distancing because we already see a lot of companies doing that uh, for the fall. So which is kind of crazy. But in any case, from there, we go over to a great article from RF Ideas. Now we've been covering these guys. I'm a big fan of having physical solutions like physical cards or keys to log in, the, uh, especially on the plant floor to replace passwords because passwords end up being shared and hacked. And, you know, it's it's a very interesting uh, uh, solution to go, get away from just having uh, these generic passwords to actually go into key cards and other type of devices. And so we've talked about this company. We've been following them for a while. And uh, this particular article, though, aiming, or I'm sorry, arming manufacturers with passwordless solutions to access and accountability really talks about the products we've already looked at in the past, like the Wave ID readers, and uh, puts it in, in the context of manufacturing. And it had some pretty interesting um, information in here. So for those of you who are following cybersecurity or trying to get people at your company to take it more seriously, um, look, at, look at this fact here. So according to an IBM security uh, report, manufacturing was the number one most attacked industry in 2022 with 58% of all incidents uh, uh, that were remediated, remediated uh, affecting manufacturing. Now, of those attacks, you'll probably be surprised, surprised to learn that 58% came from inside the company, not through the internet. So people getting their laptops hacked or their phones hacked or, you know, bringing in a hacked USB, that's, that's important, right? And so those, those type of things, right? Um, and it could be just somebody getting their login off of their PC and then coming through the internet, right? But in any case, um, some important information to consider. We want to keep our facilities um, protected from cyber attacks. And it's not as easy as just having an expensive firewall. We see how well that works for all the big banks who get uh, seem to get broken into every week. Um, you know, that's, it's not enough. You need to take more steps than that. And, and this is just one solution. So those of you interested in this, check it out. 
From there, we go over to our featured product. Today, I'm featuring Mastering Logic's applications. I've been working with several companies to uh, integrate their products into the course, affordable products. And so I brought this up to talk about PLC Logics 5000. Now you can buy that directly from the vendor for 300 bucks, right? What I did though is I created a course to walk you through the seven of the applications and how to solve them. Now, if you're not familiar with PLC Logics 5000, um, this is a full blown for $300 you get a full-blown RS Logic Studio 5000 software simulator. It does not simulate RS Links. Just want to be straight up on that. It also simulates a rack of I.O., right? So here we have like a, a simulated test uh, demo uh, rack where you can go in and turn different inputs on and off and change the analog values. But it also simulates a dozen uh, what they call I.O. worlds, so different processes that you can code for. And what I do on my course is of course you get the 15 day trial so you don't have to buy PLC Logics if you want to try it out first. But what I do in this course is, I think the cost is $39, I teach you how to write code for each of these applications. Now, some of you more experienced folks, you're gonna be able to write the code yourself, right? But if you have any junior people on your staff, or maybe you've, you've used somebody else's PLC but you never used Rockwell, you know, the course is really helpful in teaching you how to solve these applications. This is one of my favorites. It's the batching one where you have two different ingredients. You have a mixer, you get a heater, you have recipes, you can queue up so many batches. And um, the code for that is kind of fun to write and, and solve. And you can build your own recipes and whatnot. But in any case, um, that's what this course does. The course itself is like $39.99. Um, it comes with the 15-day free trial of PLC Logics 5000. You can buy a full-blown copy of the software from us, we're an official reseller, and get the course for free, or you can buy it directly from the vendor, or you can just get the 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 uh, the 15-day trial directly from the vendor. But um, it's just one way. I mean, you think about it: three hundred dollars for a lifetime copy on your PC. If you get a new PC, they will uh, uh, send you a new license key um, to activate your new PC because your old PC is not activated anymore. But in any case, uh, you can't, you, I don't even think you can get our uh, Studio 5000 mini one year lease of the software for $300. So this gives you everything, you know, simulated hardware, simulated programming software, and simulated applications. From there, we go over to a new article from PTC. And this article talks about uh, using augmented reality in industrial field service. So you can see here, there's a guy with the uh, HoloLens. I don't know, are they still making HoloLens? Um, and he's looking at a some type of uh, very complicated machine. To me, this this almost looks like a CTC machine, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it could be a winder of some type. But uh, in any case, um, and he sees over, graphical overlays on the top of it. In any case, you know, I do think as an early adopter of VR, you know, I have a, the CV1 from Oculus and uh, by half a dozen different headsets and... You know, I do think AR, when, when it gets small enough so it can look like it's on a pair of glasses, is going to be huge. And uh, this article, it really goes through and does a good job explaining, you know, some of the benefits and some of the advantages uh, that AR has in uh, field service and, and even on the plant floor. Um, that said, though, I, I really like what the folks over at IQ Agent have done. This is Podcast 92. If you want to hear about what they're doing and see a demo of what they're doing, um, they're using like your regular phone, your regular tablet with the camera in it to do the AR, right? So you can point it. I mean, there's two different flavors. You can just scan a QR code and see the HMI screen for that. Or you can actually have the, uh, the live image 
where you're using location like maybe Bluetooth or something and it knows what machine you're front in and you can hold it up and it'll show you the different floating elements above the different items. Very cool stuff. So if you're interested in that, check out Podcast 92. From there, we go over to another article from PTC. I'm not going to go through this in depth, but I did want to say that if you, you know, we've covered PLM, product life cycle, product life cycle management, um, previous in previous episodes, and I just wanted to throw out that they just uh, introduced Windchill Modeler 10. That's their PLM solution. So if you're interested in that, that's out. And you, this article actually goes through what's new in that product. From there, we go over to OnLogic. And uh, we definitely, we're getting them on the show. I think we have a, uh, some dates scheduled in the calendar. So looking forward to seeing what their IPC line is all about. But in any case, this article is about DDR4 and DDR5 RAM. And like, what's the differences between the two of them? I thought it was excellently, very well done. And, um, you know, you know you're only going to really be considering DDR5 if you got an Intel Core 12 or 13 or greater, or you're using like an AMD Ryzen 7000 or greater, according to the article. But I think all my systems have DDR4 in them because they're not, they're, um, they're like, a, I don't know, 18 months, two years, three years old. But in any case, uh, it's a good article. And for those of you who are, you know, buying IPCs or computers, definitely something you want to check out so you understand the difference and make sure you get the latest and greatest. DDR5 is definitely a step up, step up from DDR4, you know, just to summarize the article. Um, from there, we go over to a new uh, newsletter from Delta. This is on the digital newsstand, and they talk about what the products they showed at a couple of recent uh, tech shows. And they also have three different uh, uh, stories in here. So if you want to see what Delta's doing, I'm not very familiar with their product line, but if you're interested in knowing what they're doing, their latest and greatest newsletter is out. From there, we go over the downloads, and um, there were a number of different Cymatic automation tool tools available for downloads, updated tools. And uh, the one I picked to show you is the Linux edition. So I was talking to the folks from Soft PLC last night, and they were, we were talking about Linux a little bit, so I figured that would be the one I highlighted here. So this is a trial. You can download it and try it for free. Um, they also have a Windows version available. I just pulled Linux up because I was just recently talking about it with somebody. So in any case, this is a tool that allows you to perform commissioning and service work on uh, you know, S7-1200s, 1500s, ET-200s, HMIs, and side-top devices. They also say Scalance and Cymatic RFID, and on and on. The list keeps going. <laughs> But in any case, um, that is available now. Uh, there's an updated version of Samaris configuration software. Looks like version 3.2 and 5.3 available for download. Um, Ident Snapshot version 4.1 is available for download. And there were a lot of firmware updates for the S7-1200. So um, if you have an S7-1200 or S7-1200 installed, you may want to come up and check. I'm just featuring one of the downloads, but there was a whole bunch of them up there for all kinds of different models. So um, in any case, if you have an S7-1200, you may want to check out and see what the latest firmware is all about. From there, we go over to Omron. They had a uh, firmware update for their NX and NJ CPUs. Now, it's a Word doc, so I wasn't able to pull it up in my browser. But in any case, I did read through it. Uh, updates for Ethernet IP, updates for EtherCAT, updates for arrays that look pretty powerful. So if you're using Omron CPUs, NX and NJs, you may want to check that out. And uh, as far as literature, we have a brand new catalog from Schneider Electric on their Harmony XVR rotating beacon. So very cool stuff. And uh, we also have a brand new uh, 
product profile on Rockwell's 873P ultrasonic sensors. So that just came out. So if you're looking for a Rockwell ultrasonic sensors, you'll see this kind of lists all the different types they have. We can see they got PMP, NPN, current voltage analog versions. Looking for IO link. I don't see any IO link on there. Um, well, in any case, not in that line, I guess. But um, yeah, so that's that. From there, we go over to a new manual for the Roli 7SR45 hardware from Siemens. I have no idea what that is, but it looks like a pretty beefy manual. So if you're using that, you may want to get that download. And with that, that's today's show. If you think I missed anything, or if you want to give us feedback for our 100th episode, which I believe is on Wednesday, um, please click on the news tip link and fill in this form. Tell us what, what I missed or send in your feedback. And of course, I do want to thank the Automation School for sponsoring this episode. If you know anybody who needs PLC, HMI, or skated training, send them over to theautomationschool.com. I also want to thank everybody who's joined our community, automation.locals.com. You can follow for free or you can join for one cup of coffee a month. Um, I post everything I do up here and I get some great ideas for new things we can do, live shows. I also answer all the questions that come in. So we've had a lot of back and forth about networking, about, you know, multiple panel views, about VPNs. And I just try to share whatever I know. I'm not an expert in everything, but if I know the answer, I'll try to share it here. And I know some people can't believe it's only a cup of coffee a month to answer all those questions, but it's a great filter because we used to have a forum, the automationforums.com. And that was a very unfulfilling experience. So this is much better and you get to interact with people and do a private live streams for the members and whatnot. Um, that's automation.locals.com. And then of course, I wanna thank the folks this week who picked up uh, copies of my ebook. I also have video collections available up at theautomationblog.com forward slash tab. And of course, I always like to throw a shout out to everybody who picks up either coffee cups or t-shirts or some of the other swag we have up there at theautomationblog.com forward slash shop. And with that, just a reminder, every single link I cover in this show will be at Automate That News later today. And every link from all 97 shows are already up here, or 96 shows? I forget. But in any case, we've done a lot of shows this year, and all those links are at Automate.News. So Automate.News, no www.no.com, just Automate.News, and uh, you'll find links to everything we cover. And with that, I want to thank you all for tuning in here on September 1st to spend it with me and learn what's new and happening in industrial automation. Again, if you want to provide feedback, you want to just say hi, please use the news tip link. Also, if you see some news that I didn't cover, please send that as well. And uh, I just, you know, hope you all have a great weekend. There's not going to be a show on Monday. Monday is a holiday. So I'm going to use Monday to clean my office. It is such a mess. I got so many boxes out in the garage you would not believe. So that is my commit. I'm committing to myself Monday to get this place cleaned up because I'm stepping over stuff and I got wires hanging around and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I may even build some shelves and put some stuff on so I can um, have a little bit more organization here. I was hoping to move into a bigger office. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I definitely got to clean what I have right now. But in any case, especially I have to have six PLC set up so I can do all six uh, new courses at the same time. But I did get up all the uh, the bonus lessons. You heard me talk about that yesterday. So all those are up. So if you're in the my Control Logics course at the Automation School, there's a whole bunch of my interview on uh, what's new with Control Logics from last year, my interview on what's new in version 35 from this year, interviews with just all kinds of stuff. Um, it's uh, you'll see several new bonus lessons up there. The Factory Talk View course got new lessons. The uh, CCW for VFDs got new lessons. So. 
the S7. Got, uh, of course, got four new interviews that I put up there. They're completely optional, but they're, you know, they're yours for life, commercial free, if you join the course. So I don't know anybody else is doing that. You know, I think we're at the eight, nine hours in the Siemens course of just interviews with experts. So again, you don't have to take them. You can just mock them all complete and get your certificate, but they're there if you ever want them. And I just think it's a great way to keep adding to the course. But with that said, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. I want to wish you all an awesome Friday, an awesome September 1st, an awesome long weekend if you're in the U.S. and you get uh, Labor Day off. And uh, until next time, my friends, peace.